This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is hard sometimes, and there are many pathways in navigating the inevitable ups and downs of life. In riding these waves, I look to my yoga practice and also therapy. We all go through tough times like big life changes, periods of instability, conflict, or loss. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist entirely online, which is very convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Take the questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And if it's not the right match for you, no worries. You can change your therapist for no additional charge. Sometimes getting started in therapy is the hardest part. To make it a little bit easier, go to the link provided in the show notes or go to visit betterhelp.com slash yoga and podcast today to get 10% off your first month. Hey friends, if you want to help support this show, please consider joining our official yoga and podcast Patreon. The great member perks such as exclusive stress relief audio meditations, live in yoga classes, plus you can earn podcast merch over time. To find out more, please visit patreon.com forward slash yoga and podcast. It's spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash y-o-g-a-a-n-d-p-o-d-c-a-s-t. The link to check it out is also in the show notes. Your support is greatly appreciated. Now, on with the show. Welcome, friends, to the Yoga and Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Weber, a yoga and Pilates teacher who is living and learning every day here in the lovely Austin, Texas. And I am oh so curious about all things yoga and. If this is your first time joining us, a big warm welcome to you. This show brings the magic of yoga and mind-body practices down to earth for the everyday real person. Today, I'm super excited to sit down and chat again with my friend and fellow yoga teacher, Fonzie Hernandez. Check out Fonzie's episode that he did with us previously on the show, episode number 47, Yoga and Inclusivity, when you get the chance. Today is the first part of the series, Yoga and Self-Parenting. I really appreciate Fonzie's perspective on the subject. He shares with us the book, The Four Noble Truths, serving as inspiration on today's topic. In this series, we will discuss our own experiences in self-parenting and inner child work, which I humbly hope to inspire and spark inquiry. Let's sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode, y'all. Joining us on today's episode is activist, yoga teacher, and my friend, Fonzie Hernandez. Hey, Fonzie, how are you? Hey, Ashley, good. I'm so happy to be back with you once again. Such a good, good, great pleasure. Yes, I'm so glad to have you back on the show. And today we're going to be talking about all about yoga and self-parenting. But before we get to that, how are you today? 
I'm good. You know, I didn't realize it's been a, a really crazy summer in Austin. So uh, I've been, my struggle has been what to wear. <laughs> because it, you it, like I don't own a car so if you walk and you're wearing like too much it's like it's too hot mm-hmm. and the only reason I worry about that is because when the, then you like when you get so heated you you get you're so tired afterwards yes so definitely. it's really just about measuring my energy really mm-hmm. anyway that's the most of what I've been dealing with this morning yeah <laughs> yeah and you went to Giaconda's class which I'm envious oh, yes I can't wait to ch- go to one of her classes in real life um, she's been on the show yeah. before and many times so let's I guess we'll just dive right into the subject today yoga and self-parenting and maybe we could both kind of talk about like what self-parenting means to us uh, so Fonzie, not to put you on the spot, but <laughs> you want to go first. What does self-parenting mean to you? Um, so self-parenting to me is really, um, how can I say it without it sounded so uh, phrasy? Um, <laughs> I think we, we like, uh, for example, I think we all live in a world, in our life, we live like um, everyone's against me Mm. and I am not enough Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and I think that's the story in the back of our heads Um, so I think what I believe self-parenting means to me is really easing ourselves into into that voice into that uh, the whatever habit it is that's inspired by that motivation of like I'm not enoughness or everyone's out against me uh, and becoming into peace uh, because it's a real it's a reality Mm -hmm. that this voice is happening thus it causes the reality in our real world right so the inner voice that is against or kind of the victim I guess is Mm -hmm. maybe what you mean is is sort of calming that voice and um kind of in a way teaming up with yourself is yeah. that yeah right I, and I, w- I would say I would switch the word victim to child child <laughs> yes because we, yes, yes. we can have a more compassion towards them I yes think. right I think so yeah. I don't know I think no I love it I think it's um, great but it's really just easing ourselves into ourselves mm-hmm. yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Easing ourselves Find, into ourselves. Yeah, finding like the that. seat, finding the seat within ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What What does it mean to you? You know, I think, I think it's um. Well, I re- I just remember when I was younger and I had no idea how to take care of myself, like clueless, so clueless, and kind of. I didn't know how to take care of myself. I didn't know how to take care of things I owned. I was just not responsible. And so when I think of self-parenting, I think of it as, I mean, just, you know, you're literally being a parent to yourself, like as if um, a parent would, right? So like, I'm a parent to my plants. I'm a parent to my pets Mm -hmm. and the way I treat them, I I'm treating myself. So it's, it's kind of like my higher self is like, 
actually no you do not need mm-hmm. to watch three hours of youtube before bed <laughs> my higher self's like you're not going to sleep well and tomorrow's <laughs> going to be a horrible day and so my my you know my lower self is like oh but i want to but i want to and so it's like kind of that inner conversation of knowing what's in my best interest and doing that and there's a certain amount of wisdom um you're not uh, you're kind of this inner compass of, you know, knowing yourself, knowing what you need, um, knowing what you don't need and listening to that more intently. Um, so something like that, I think is maybe what. Yeah. I know. I completely relate to that. I mean, this is, that's why it's like measuring out like, Oh, should I go on a longer walk since it's so hot knowing Mm -hmm. I'll be tired in my meeting or something you know yeah measuring your energy because of the summer yeah yeah exactly oh don't get me started on summer i i have a hard time (laughs) i i cried like when i found that when i realized it was summer like you felt the first day of summer i just like cried like that's summer yeah it's like it's like really like for those of you who aren't into austin it's like the worst two months are July and August. Yes. And like, you don't remember, I feel like it passes and then you're like, oh yeah, summer. And then when it actually happened, it's a different story. It's like, oh my God, I forgot. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. You and you can you're, feel you're, the ground radiate too. It's like. Yeah. And it forces you to slow down for better or for worse. Yeah. You know, it, it really does. So you were telling me about this amazing book, The Four mm-hmm. Noble Truths, and yeah. we we're talking about, you were talking about it in terms of self-parenting, and I just would love for you to share those thoughts. Absolutely. Um, so Susan Piver, she's the author of this book called The Four Noble Truths of Love, mm-hmm. and they're necessarily, they're more uh, targeted towards uh, a relationship that you have with someone else. But I was uh, in a conversation I've had with Ashley in the past. Um, I, uh, I mentioned that you can also apply this uh, because I think of self-parenting or this whatever self-help, uh, quote unquote, is really you're dealing with two sides of yourself, right? So it's mm-hmm. like the lower self. Um, and when I say lower, I don't mean uh, lesser or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then there's a higher self. And again, I don't mean that the lesser or more. So we, yeah. we have to keep that in mind that everything I talk about is all about neutrality. <laughs> yes. Good point. So yes. um, the noble truths of, of love, uh, which Susan Piver coined, and she was inspired by the four noble truths of Buddhism, is the first noble truth is acknowledging that relationships are hard. And she talks about it in terms of like acknowledging that the relationship with someone else is hard, whether they're friends or partners. Um, But I can turn that around and say like the relationship with ourselves is freaking hard. Yes. It's really the most difficult thing we, it to admit and, um, and that leads us to the second noble truth. Where the second noble truth is um, acknowledging that the idea of a relationship with ourselves is easy. Mm. So it's that mind frame that like, it, 
for example, I may see, wow, Ashley, Ashley's life is going so freaking well. Why can't my life be like, that's how my life should be. Look, you, you know, my, mm-hmm. it's that simple. And, and I think that's part of like everyone. When I said earlier, everyone's against me. I'm not good mm-hmm. enough. Um, so really becoming into coming into the reality and confrontation with ourselves that that idea isn't actually the real thing. I mean, it, we see it all around us, Instagram, people on vacations, on a boat, you know, like that's not the reality. They're just as much as us, you and I are struggling with our mm-hmm. being relationship with ourselves and with others, of course. And then the third noble truth is uh, there's good news. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if we're willing to work with ourselves, um, with the tools that we have, that we have accessible to us, we can alleviate the suffering of the two first noble truths, right? Mm-hmm. Of love. Mm-hmm. And um, that looks like, for example, if you're in a relationship, rather than looking at the problem as they're pointing the finger, and we do that to ourselves too when, oh, when yeah. we're talking, right? Rather than saying, uh, doing that, we look at the situation or the problem, whether it's shame, sadness, depression, uh, guilt, uh, even joy, if you want to absorb it. And we look at that as a secular thing. Mm. So if I, me and you, Ashley, had a mm-hmm. situation that made us both uncomfortable, rather mm-hmm. than pointing to each other, we look at the situation as secular so I see. in third perspective it's it's not your fault okay so what can we both do to alleviate this third secular thing mm. um, and I'm, I hope that makes sense um, it does it, it's it's about like it sounds like take a step back from the situation and look at it from a from a little distance and not point blame on yourself yes. or the other person Her, yes okay I'm glad I got that it's one of those things where it's like, okay, it's like, it's kind of when they say in Buddhism and when you're meditating, meditating, it's like, feel what you're feeling mm. or like observe your, your emotion, but you're not dwelling. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're gazing or like uh, observing. Yeah. You're not attaching and to the story of it. Like you're stepping back yes. a little bit. Yeah. I exactly. like that. And then the fourth is, of course, um, in Buddhism, they say it's the Eightfold Path, uh, which is like right view, right intention, right speech. But I like to call it more uh, manners, mm. right? Like more, uh, it's setting up yourself, like just like you're setting up your altar to meditate or like sitting up your seat. Um, that is what I think is uh that that's what would set you up for a successful relationship with yourself so uh having the right intentions obviously like and and you know we'll have to be real here sometimes we get to a point in relationships um not uh where we have to it's okay to let them go Mm-hmm. right but mm-hmm. the beauty of that is how you let them go are you letting go of these people in with integrity mm. you know? and and also that comes with how you teach 
really treat yourself um, when you do feel shame and guilt and sadness. It's the way you point at yourself rather than hold yourself, right? It's like when you're talking to a child rather than being like, no, 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 you know, and like pointing the finger. It's like, okay, what's the difference between saying, see, this is not how we do it, holding a child than, than like pointing, you know? Mm -hmm. Pointing blame. Yeah. So I'm guessing, I'm thinking what, based off what you said just now about like letting people go, like if they have to leave your life, letting them go with integrity, letting them go with grace. Yeah. So um, I think of like, when I think of that, I think of like every person was once a little child yeah. and you're, you're great, you know, you're just parting ways in a way that's not abrupt maybe you know ghosting is a thing not ghosting i feel like our society doesn't deal with closure we just don't handle it we don't know any we don't have any tools for it and so you're saying you know if you let them go in a gentle integral way that's also honoring yourself it's honoring them and honoring yourself as well yeah and i mean that looks like too um that looks what that looks like is being honest I mean, you know, being, and I think we live it, we do live in a culture where it is scary to be honest and being like, hey, Ashley, you hurt my feelings. And I, I don't feel like, I don't feel safe to be around you. Mm-hmm. Period. Like for that, I need space. I need my space from you mm-hmm. to, to heal. And You're giving an example, right? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. No, and I think I, I think we live in a society. Uh, I will I will say it. Uh, we live in a very spiritual bypassy society. Yes. Um, uh, and as much as like you know, uh, self help, quote unquote, self help, or like healing the inner child like no one really talks about how that looks like yes and and honestly the messiest times is when you really learn about this stuff like the sticky the the nasty stuff you don't want people to see under like the in the closet where it's like you know that's that's um you know that's where you find the gold (laughs) yes If, if you're willing to dig for it right but um that's what it, I feel looks like when it's, it's, and also I will say if you're like, um, and we've talked about this ourselves too, this in no way includes people who are dealing with like, you know, uh, addiction or addicts or people who are abusing them. That's a completely different story. Um, this is uh, to address people who are, uh, having the have the ability to really understand this concept in full spectrum Um, Mm -hmm. do you have any more and and have and maybe have resources maybe for the person who might already be going to therapy and we we're both really big advocates for going to a therapist if you if if you have the means and there are sliding scale Mm. out there there are ways to get therapy that's affordable yeah um, you know, our, who we're speaking to are people who are interested in yoga, who are yoga teachers. And yeah. 
who just want maybe a little bit of a view of what self-parenting might be. So it's, yeah. you know, this is not to <laughs> solve anyone's trauma yeah. by any means. No, no, no. I would definitely not. see this as an inquiry. It's an inquiry. We yeah. are not therapists. We are yoga teachers. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, all right, let's talk about the inner child. Um, what does inner child mean to you, Fonzie? Or I could go first or you, you went first, first time. Uh, you go first. <laughs> I want to hear you. <laughs> inner child um i used to not know what that meant at all and um i'm i'm a i'm not i'm not a thinker i'm more of a feeler <laughs> so let, let's just get that straight so it's not like i read a ton of books about it but i do feel like my inner child comes out my four-year-old girl specifically comes out when i see like an animal or a cute a cute animal or a, you know specifically cats and my my little girl self um gets to be expressed and i feel like my little my childhood was very repressed like i wasn't you know being a young girl in the south you're not supposed to have certain emotions right you're not supposed to be angry that's not cute um, or it's cute for like five minutes and then it's not cute it's not accepted or you know just just certain emotions were not welcome and um and so i think part of my inner child is allowing those re that repressed side, like the tomboy side actually was repressed. So letting that out. Um, and this, this is a, this is just kind of a really random thing about me, but um, part of my inner child work is I've always wanted to be a witch when I was little girl. <laughs> I've always wanted to have I love that. magical powers and, you know, it's really trendy right now to be a witch. Like you go on YouTube, there's all this like cottage core witch videos. And so I've been really like nurturing and, and embracing the needs of my little inner child, like going out in nature, doing witchy things. Um, I even, I was really into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid and like getting back into that. And so my inner child, I think it's just about deeply listening to that little girl inside or that little boy or that little person mm -hmm. and, and like indulging that, like letting them have that. Um, because that's like when you're a kid, like you're fun. Like that's like a very fun part of you. And I felt like my little child was repressed. So that is my, my thought on that. No, yeah, I completely resonate with that. It's, um, it's interesting because I see it as like children. When we think of children, it's like untouched mind or yes. like unfrag fragmented, unfragmented mind, right? So like uh, in some ways, like the... When, when, you know, in yoga, we say, like, oh, get into the curiosity of your own, like, space or body. It's, like, that that reminisce, it's a reminiscence of, like, childlike behavior. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, like, willing to explore. It's, like, the beginner's mind when people say the beginner's mind. Yes. You know? And I resonate a lot with that because, like, you know, like, even with me, I think a lot of my childhood was... Uh, about five I was raised with like a lot of siblings okay. so I was a, a smallest so I've always had to 
learn to take up space. Oh, and, uh, I see. And I can see it now. It's funny that you say what, what your example, because I'm like, wow, I really love shiny things. Like, <laughs> I sparkly stuff. <laughs> you, you, you know, you met me in my style, right? Oh like, yes. You yeah. know, there's always got to at least one sparkly thing on me mm-hmm. at all times, and yes. um, I think that says to a lot. I mean, it also uh, shines through as an adult, as adults now, which is mm-hmm. really special. That's the specialness about this work is that like you get to un- discover that you're like, oh wow. Um, this is how, why I'm really good at this or like, you know, uh, but I do think I feel you on that with uh, the healing that inner child is really almost like you, you are the parent and you're giving your child what they're in need of that, that they've never had, you know? Yeah. Or what they didn't get. Like, I mean, boundaries is a great example. Like I've had to learn boundaries over and over and over and over and over. I'm going to learn them for the rest of my life. It's gotten much better. Just whatever you didn't have growing up, you can, you, as an adult, you're now responsible to give yourself those things. And it's, it's for better or for worse, you know, it's, it gives you skills. Um, So yeah. It's it's interesting. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm sure like see it's all like also the way you view things too. It's like in some areas if you want to get more specific, this is how this work works. It's like mm. if you want to get more specific, I'm sure there are parts of your life that are more that are really good at boundaries. Yes, there are. See? Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. There are. And then there's there there's another part where it's like, and then we tend to focus where I feel like with me too, like I'm, there are really great parts of my life where like in terms of like my business and really good at boundaries. But when it comes to like relationships, friendships, it's like, woo, it goes yeah, out. Yeah, we've the, talked about it, this. I, I identify it goes out the window. <laughs> I identify with that. Yes, I, yes, that is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Spotlight Corner. This segment highlights Black, Indigenous, people of color and or LGBTQ plus individuals, community, businesses, and organizations, specifically in those areas. And in no way is this a paid advertisement or a sponsorship. It's simply people who I think are awesome and would like to show my support and hope to inspire you in supporting them as well. Lately, I've been taking virtual dance classes. Workout with Erica Nix. Oh my God, cardio, aerobics, dancing. I have been somewhat resistant and self-conscious always about dancing, but Erica makes this so fun that the time truly flies when I take her classes. You learn a little bit of every dance move. You learn how to protest cheerlead. She teaches you how to rave. You learn how to dance to the song called Bubble Butt. Personally, these classes have been so good for me. I sweat, I get my heart rate up. Erica is such a knowledgeable teacher, great instruction. She's also really fun and doesn't take herself too seriously, which I think is a really awesome bonus. 
dancing is so out of my comfort zone, but I'm in the comfort of my own home with these virtual classes. So learning how to dance has not been nearly as intimidating as going to a studio and trying to find my rhythm. Also, if you've been feeling disconnected from your LGBTQ plus community like I have, it's a great way to stay connected to like-minded people. I also would like to give props to Erica because she has been teaching these classes in the community for years in Austin. She holds a safe and fun space for people who may not always feel comfortable or even welcome in a traditional workout environment. If you would like to check out Workout with Erica Nix, I'll put her info in the show notes. She has a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash workout with Erica Nix. It's very affordable, quite the steal actually. And I hope you feel inspired in supporting what Erica is doing. And I know you will have so much fun working out with her. And to be honest, we need as much lighthearted activities as we can get these days. So I hope to see you in class soon. And we're back. I also think your inner child is like that your truest authentic nature, that like little spark of uniqueness that we all mm-hmm. have because it's untouched, because it's um, innocent, right? It's like this, you know, you were mentioning you, you all like you always had something sparkly on you. Like that mm-hmm. is a unique piece. Um, I, I like, I could care less about dolls as a kid and I just wanted to be outside, you know, just like whatever, whatever it is about you that's unique. It's like, there's no layers yet to cover up that like authentic, you know, when you grow up, you have to conform and, you know, you have to do what society wants you to do. And when you're little, it doesn't, that's not. I mean, in, in a broader perspective, you're right. I mean, like it's, it's, I feel like your your ch- inner child is that part of you that hasn't been touched by the oppression of the world. Exactly. To get exactly. too broader. It's like, you know, and and I think that is I mean, in some ways we're all affected by the oppression, right? Oh yeah. I mean, some more than others. That's a mm-hmm. different story. <laughs> that's a different. That's a different uh, episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, but, queerness. Like you right. and I are both queer. Like we're little queer mm-hmm. kids. Oh yeah. You know, and now, now it's you know better than it's ever been. The you know, like things are things are opening up. We're in Aquarian age, but you know, just having to just kind of kind of closet that too you know kid and I mean it's just yeah and even where to how to navigate that right now like you know being queer I I think I told someone this it's like and it's not that I don't I I've fallen in love with my queerness Mm -hmm. or being queer Mm -hmm. many times and in many different ways Mm. and it's like and I think even if you're not queer I think that's the part of life that we need to learn is that like how are we falling in love with ourselves in many different ways like you know how a diamond is cut in different sides right yeah so I think if we can view ourselves that like very uh not only we're not 3d we're 40 
right? Mm -hmm. In that many aspects, we can um, gain a different perspective. But I think uh, what I was coming back to is like, it, it's uh, uh, being queer is like, for me has always been a molding. I've always shipped, almost like ship shaping, shaping shift shaping yeah yeah shape shifting uh, I, I, adaptive yeah. yeah shifting that's it there we yeah. go and so like I've fallen in love with that too because sometimes I want to be a, like more interested in something than the other or mm -hmm. do this and do that and I think that's also a bind for us all not just not just queer people but I think we bind ourselves to how we're supposed to be but yes. in reality we're just these kids trying to reach for everything that we see around us. I mean, if you see a child mm -hmm. and you bring them in a toy store, are you going to expect <laughs> them to touch one toy? Like, let's exactly. just be, you know, it's like, they're going to be rolling around the walls, you know? Yeah, it's, you're right. Well, there's this ambiguity um, of like limitless potential, right? And, and, As yeah. a kid. And so there, that, that is another piece of a child, like, finding your inner child and and you're saying falling in love with yourself the who you are over and over right. again like the many facets you're not just one thing yeah and that also looks like oh i tend to hurt myself in terms of like shame mm. but but oh. what what if we were like oh my god fonzie you're so silly like there we, we I caught myself you know yeah <laughs> yeah I, I I love you I care for you I mean whether it's like it doesn't have to be self-talk either it can be actions mm -hmm. action you know? yes yes yeah. I was gonna ask you um because I I you know I didn't it wasn't later in life till I found like parental people and they really modeled for me what love looks like, mm -hmm. like by action. And I'm, I'm my, I think my love language is like actions, like tasks, like people should not saying it, but like doing it, you know, um, how, how did you come to find, like, how did, what was your journey in self-parenting? What did that look like? Did you have someone in your life that modeled that for you? And then that just kind of fell into it. Was it through yoga? Um, I think honestly, I think it was through yoga mm -hmm. and obviously uh, therapy uh, mm -hmm. has been Same. really a tremendously beautiful thing to go through. I mean, like, I mean, let's just be real. Nobody's parents are perfect. Yes. And I think we, like I said, we live in an age where we spiritually bypass or even gaslight each other. Um, and we hear things like, if you love me, you know, limitations, if you love me, then you would do this. And, Conditional I mean, love. Right. And um, I think the, the unfortunate but fortunate thing in our life is that we have to go through those things in order to recognize, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But also what I've discovered about people generally if I meet someone so that brings so much joy in their life, uh, in life and has a presence or is really good at something, I know that they probably definitely have the duality of that too. So mm. I'm sure that, you know, you can, I can assume that they've uh, 
had to do something to make up for this, you know? Um, yeah. But I really resonate with that movie, Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I've seen it, though. I mean, I love the actress. Yes. She's adorable, but I haven't yeah. seen it. Um, I love that movie because it's it's this little girl who, like, realizes that um, she has magical powers. Oh. And her parents are not present in her life. Her brother, she's like the oddball in the family. Um, and um, it, it's just like a really inspiring, beautiful movie. And I think what, what I love about that movie is because you never get to see her be a victim. Oh, but, nice. But, but you see the, such the purity in the movie that you see in her she discovers that like what six years old like the library card and she'll walk herself to the library in the middle of the city oh and um and, and it's like unreal it, like that's not real right in yeah. real life but like it really reminds me of how like many of us have had to uh, in some way I guarantee you most of us have had to in some ways parent ourselves that way uh, even from growing from a childhood moving on mm -hmm. yes and I, I think that is the beauty of the inner child work is that we get to celebrate um when we feed our inner child it allows our inner child to shine mm -hmm. and when we can shine it carries out through our adult and there's a sense of autonomy, like um, there's so there's a lack of needing that external validation, codependency, yeah. all that stuff. You have your own back when you're yeah. a parent. Absolutely. I mean, it's like it, there's nothing wrong with being seen, but the thing that I question is like, okay, do, am I depending on someone else's validation? Or, mm -hmm. or, or can I, or I can see what other person validates me, but I'm depending more on my validation. Mm. Right. So there's a difference, right? So I am seen by this person, but I'm not depending on their seeing, seeing me. Mm -hmm. It's a compliment and I see it, but I'm depending more on my own being seen my self-worth is intact no matter what they think exactly right yeah. yes so let's talk about if you want to if we're, we can move into the specifics of yoga and self-parenting yeah. so like um i know for myself yin yoga was a huge part of it for me the ability to slow down and learn how to receive i didn't know how to receive squat mm. before yin yoga I didn't know how to receive a compliment. Uh -huh. I didn't know how to like lay down and be still, um, the chronic worrying, all that. And so, you know, yin yoga was a huge part for me. Um, I'm curious what, if there's any specific yoga that was a, a catalyst in like this whole, you know, taking care of the inner child, self-parenting yeah. for you or any practices, any types of practices. I think uh, obviously when we are introduced to the yoga in the wet, I mean, here, I mean, like it's all about the physical, yeah. you know, um, yeah. 
and it's nice in the beginning as a doorway in right mm-hmm. but I think what really transformed my life in the yoga was meditation and mm. even breathing um Mm. Uh, and that is just the next level I mean to say that like yoga yoga is I always say I I started saying this in my classes it's like yoga is like what I dare to say five percent of the practice is physical and then I tell them the rest of it is trying not to beat yourself up yes (laughs) I've I've never heard that but I love that I love that I steal it from you that is how many no please do and please, like, like, how many times do we push ourselves down the stairs? Like, literally, I, the other day, was, like, down going down the elevator at my house. And I was like, wow, um, I'm, like, beating the crap out of myself. Why? I mean, and it's not so common from, you know, but. Um, yeah. I would say the, I mean, and this is the thing. It's, like, the first sutra, one of the first sutras in of Patanjali is that like, you know, yoga is the calming of the fluctuations of the mind. Mm-hmm. So like it's, and then to bring back what you said earlier, it's really about connecting this small self to the big self, you know? Mm. And I read that recently in this like really cool Embrace Yoga Roots book by Susan, uh, uh, Susanna, Barkateki, I think, I believe. Oh, I might okay. be, let me read. I got to pronounce her name right. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's very interesting how, I mean, whatever gets you in the door, right? Yes. But there is the, the, the reality of what yoga is. We have 196 or 95 sutras and they're all ways in which we can look calm the mind you know yeah that's beautiful yeah i mean jay-z has 99 problems <laughs> we have we have 196 Six. solutions <laughs> yes we do that's it yeah let's go call up jay-z and <laughs> enroll him in yoga right <laughs> so in in ways in some ways we have no excuse right we have like a yeah. lot of ways I mean, like, and you know, we can sing, singing, yoga can look like many ways, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah, it's, and I think that's what's transformed my life is that there is no linearness. Yes, that is there's There's no virtue in anything linear. So it's. You know, my big thing when I got into yoga I was at, there was a time I just felt so isolated in my life. I have a history of that, but, um, it was, it was the conversation would often start like when we were centering and the teacher would talk about, um, you know, they have their little talks at the beginning and about how, you know, you have a problem in your life. I guarantee you it's not original. And I remember just feeling so seen initially like hearing that like oh my god other people have money problems (laughs) i'm all like upset and sad and ruminating about it and all that you know and then i go to yoga and it's like oh yeah being reminded of like oh wait the universal we all you know we all are going through it and how comforting 
that was like that that really actually is what drew me in more was like ooh, <laughs> i'm part of the collective uh there are other people <laughs> like me and um but the other reason why i love yoga so much for you know self-parenting is i i felt like yoga is just this a, a, a traditional yoga class the teacher's holding space we're holding space for each other and there's room to feel it all your whole humanity, all the different parts of you, the jealous parts, the happy parts, the angry parts, all of that is okay, you know, and you're moving, you're working through it and stuff's coming up. And, and I think that, you know, that was like the medicine I needed to even like entertain the idea of parenting myself. You know, I needed to experience that. Um, so that, that, you know, and, and you said meditating and uh, breathing techniques, uh, you know, core, man, that, you know, grounding, like that is key. That is like, I feel like 90, 99% of all the yoga I do is <laughs> for grounding, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it, it is, it, you know, I think too, part of like being in a room with people that are going through different things, but similar to there we're doing the same thing right i mean like what i think is interesting of the overlap of like the truth of the dharma right mm -hmm. and like the and buddhism they have like the three jewels right there's the the buddha like acknowledging the awakeness awakenessness mm -hmm. <laughs> i will say awakenessness <laughs> within ourselves right uh -huh. that's the buddha because the buddha was quite human like you and i yeah and the dharma relating to the teachings whether that's just like meditation physical and then the third is the community mm. you know and then i feel like these three things are important um to continue to do the work yeah, yeah. and i feel like community just recently yeah. is like coming back around as being something that's of a importance but i, I feel like years back or historically community was like community community whatever true and now people are like actually yeah. life gets real and we do need each other like i yeah. think it's like making a resurgence like yeah, people we, getting I mean, it we, now we yeah absolutely i mean we talked about this before it's how like community the word community uh well it's like i should say the word hashtag community <laughs> yeah <laughs> has been like very uh exploited i think yeah and it's kind of lost its feeling uh very cap it's a it's more of a capitalized incentive rather than like like i don't think community businesses realize how much more powerful it is of an impact in people's life if it were a true community right Mm -hmm. rather than a like oh sign a piece of paper and donate money you know i mean that's a questionable right so yeah, I, mean, I, I mean that's another conversation that but is a I, totally yeah but i agree i think i'm sorry i get excited and then i like <laughs> float off into space but i agree i think it really has a different feeling now yeah. and people are craving it i mean especially like being alone for several months like I mean, let's talk about confrontation like, yes. with ourselves, you know? Yeah. That's, that's like the biggest, uh, I feel like the pandemic was the biggest um, 
uh, you know when 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 people surround you to confront you about something what what do you call it um uh like a uh like like a like an like a i know what you're talking about intervention yeah it's like the biggest intervention of like self-parenting it is it it was one of the biggest for me at least what might be some specific examples that you do for practicing self-parenting that's a very good question. So it looks different every time for me. Uh, sometimes, like recently in my life, I'll give you an example. I've been so, so busy. And in no way do I mean that like in a bad way. But I always have to check in with myself daily, every morning and be like, how am I going to manage my energy or in, in like, and that may look like, oh, um, really making sure that I don't, for example, I'm not going to go to a yoga class if I have a busy day. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it, I, I, that looks like self-parent, I mean, taking care of yourself too. It's like, I don't want to like exhaust myself for the whole rest of the day, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm a hairdresser besides a yoga teacher, right? So mm-hmm. like if I'm going to be on my feet all day, maybe a a yin practice or like um, a meditation practice Mm. would be beneficial. Um, Sometimes I, as crazy as it sounds, there's been times where like my body just needs rest and I just lay in Shavasana in my bed. That, that doesn't sound crazy. That sounds like a nap because you're busy. Right. But as, as, as interesting as that sounds like for many people, that's pretty radical. Yeah. You know, it actually nobody is. Really, yeah. nobody really thinks of that. Like, mm-hmm. um, so that and, or just a walking meditation, mm-hmm. those are fun. That's awesome. Um, or yeah, it's just something um also like there's that and there's also like if you're going through something in your life and being able to sit and in any position and be able to be like okay I'm gonna use the tool my breath to really imagine me creating space for this Mm. you know uh, and not dwell, but not here's dwell. that one, here's that thing again. It's like, I'm not going to dwell, but I'm going to just let it be. There's no resistance. It's just total acceptance. Mm, accepting it. Yeah. Instead mm. of like ruminating and like trying to solve it or yeah. just kind of exhausting yourself. Yeah. Thinking about it all the time, just accepting. Yeah. It. And that's emotionally caring for yourself yeah you know, there's like physically and then there's also the emotional part and that is a big emotional part too i mean in, initially like i i've i started to say like there are many yogas as there is you, you mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. and and like yoga is just the way of like you know i could be what I could be doing whatever, washing dishes and meditating if I, if I really wanted space, you know? Yeah. Yoga is just bringing the mindfulness into yeah. perhaps the mundane, 
you know, right. like, like walking, you know, walking meditation, you could be walking to run mm. an errand and it could become a meditation or, and it, and it also sounds like, like you're pointing out, it changes the self parenting changes based on your needs. So it's like, yeah. a constant, like listening, deeply listening to yourself, yeah. having it's wisdom. checking in, getting current checking with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. My thing is I used to always push, 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 put actually like the pandemic taught me, I think it, you know, maybe it taught like many people because we were forced to be still and do less just to not, not feel like I have to just work so dang hard. Like just, I can just kind of take it, take it, dial it back. There's value in rest, you know, rest will recharge you. So then you can go do that thing you want to do better. Like that for mm. me is a big self-parenting thing. And also like really loving my, my little weird introverted um, nerdy self, like really accepting that part of me. Cause I was, you know, being told by, you know, the world for many years, like how wrong that is or whatever message I got just kind of owning it and accepting it and embracing it and being like, yeah, I may not seem like the funnest person in the world, but I think I'm fun, you know, and really, really, yeah. like, really owning that part of that's me. really special. I mean, <laughs> it I, is. I think that's why you're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode on yoga and self-parenting with the wonderful Fonzie Hernandez. Stay tuned next time as we will continue the conversation in this series. Connect with Fonzie. All of his info is in the show notes, so you're just one click away from connecting with him. And may I recommend that you do. Consider joining our official yoga and podcast Patreon. They're great member perks. To find out more, visit patreon.com forward slash yoga and podcast that's spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash y-o-g-a-a-n-d podcast if you would like to connect with us we love hearing from you please email us at, at yoga and podcast at gmail.com the theme song is performed by ali holder sound engineering and guest booking by bentley the cat social media by chloe the kitty remember that this podcast is for everyone if you are a human living on planet earth you might benefit from listening to yoga and podcast see you next time